think to myself, how fascinating that I can knock on somebody's door that may have never thought about having a pest control company and give me 15 to 20 minutes and I'm getting their credit card and they're signing up for a, you know, an annual contract. And, it, and that's fascinating to me. His career in the door-to-door sales industry began back in the late 90s. Along with running his companies, my guest, Lenny Gray, consults for a variety of other businesses and teaches his sales techniques and methods to a multitude of audiences. Lenny has consulted for startups that are generating millions of dollars in revenue and one company that is valued at over $2 billion. Lenny wrote the Door-to-Door Millionaire series, which includes Door-to-Door Millionaire, Secrets of Making the Sale, and more Door-to-Door Millionaire, Next Level Training. These resources share some of what Lenny's learned while knocking doors and interacting with millions of people. There isn't a tougher environment to sell than going door-to-door, and Lenny's techniques translate into any sales setting, even into daily communication with family, friends, and colleagues. These methods are proven to make decent salespeople good and good salespeople great. I'm really excited to have my friend Lenny Gray joining me here on Bring On Success today. He is the door-to-door millionaire. If you haven't checked out his book to learn more about how to get his book, but you can simply go to Google and Google it, or you can certainly go to Amazon and order it. And by the way, I listen to the book. I don't read a whole lot anymore. I do a lot of listening, so I can do many things like work out at the same time. Lenny Gray, welcome to the program. Thanks, Jim. It is so great to have you here. I consume a minimum of one to two books a week. I love reading. It is great for my mental health. It's great for everything. I mean, it it just makes me a better person in my personal life and business life. I thoroughly enjoyed your book. Listened to it a couple weeks ago. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you. No, it. Uh, you know, those those that have written books know it's it's quite the accomplishment and the task. And when you get feedback like that, you know those those uh, long days of writing and editing and proofreading just just make it worth it. So I, I really appreciate that. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. You actually read the book on Audible. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I narrated uh, both my books and I will tell you the the uh, Audible version is probably the more popular version that's being sold, like you alluded to. I think a lot of people are, are going to audiobooks and and I tried out some professional speakers and 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 it's it's an interesting world in the door-to-door sales world. There's there's a different type of language or just some it's kind of like learning a new language, right? You, you kind of speak in a, in a certain way and say things a little bit differently and emphasize certain words at certain times. And so I just didn't feel like these professional voices, as beautiful as their voices were, they just didn't quite understand the language of door to door. So I kind of took it upon myself to say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do it. And, I, and I'll tell you, it, it felt like at some points that it was harder to narrate it than it was to write it. Uh, it was just it's quite it's quite the task to to have the energy and the enthusiasm about, you know, your book as you're reading page after page after page in a in a studio. Number one, I love when the author of the book is narrating the book, when they read it, because it's them. And also on top of that, sometimes they'll deviate a bit, which is kind of fun too. They'll have a side story. They'll be like, well, you know, this, I mean, they'll really come out of character and they'll say, this isn't in the book, but I just thought about this. And so it's, it's actually more fun. You did a fantastic job. I'm telling you, you have a professional voice over voice. 
you could read for other people. As a matter of fact, maybe you could read my next book. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but but seriously, no, I, you're, it, you've got a way better voice than me. So let's, well, let's leave that up. No, 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 no. I mean, I'm telling you, I've listened to so many books. You know, many of them are read by professionals. Many of them are read by people who should have hired a professional. And you sound like a professional as well. So that's great. I mean, you really have it all. So let's get into the book. You started off your career years ago, possibly decades ago, knocking on doors. Tell us about that. Yeah. So I started back in the late 90s. I had a buddy of mine who had told me that if, you know, we could make 20, 30 grand knocking doors in the summer selling pest control contracts. And, and I, quite frankly, when he had mentioned that to me, I didn't believe him. I mean, I, I uh, didn't come from a, a place where that kind of money in that short of time made a lot of sense, uh, at least to do it legally. And, and so I, I told my friend, I said, listen, why don't you go do it? And if it's real, if it's legit, if it's ethical, if it's, you know, is what you're saying it is, why don't you hit me up and, and I'll go out and do it next summer. And sure enough, he ended the summer, made about $25,000 or so. He called me right up and said, Hey, I'm managing a team next summer. And, in Alabama, why don't you you come with me, you and your wife? And I said, all right, I'm I'm in. So we we went out that first summer, and and lo and behold, uh, we were selling for Orkin Pest Control. I was the top rookie in the company, made about fifty thousand dollars my first summer, and and yeah, that that was the start of of where we are today. Um, it's a fantastic story, everybody. I'm telling you, you've got to check out the Door to Door Millionaire. If you're not much of a reader, um, you've got to listen to it. And this is. Good, not just for contractors and home service companies. And it's not just for people who sell door to door. It's for anybody who wants to learn more about the psychology of selling, understanding people and human nature. And also, it encourages you to go out there and maybe do something you're not so comfortable with. Because Lenny talks in the book about how hot it was, the long hours, the rejection, some of the crazy things he heard and saw. But Lenny, wouldn't you agree that this book is good for anybody at any stage of life or sales? Oh, absolutely. No question about it. So I, I even refer to door-to-door sales in the first book as kind of the armpit of, of sales. And, and it is. If, I'm convinced that if you can do door-to-door, that you can do anything. And not just sell anything, but, you know, any part of your business, I feel like the door-to-door piece, if that's something that uh, that you're able to do, everything else is going to be easier. And, and so, to me, yes, not only people in the – or business owners in the home service industry have benefited from the books, but just other people in other aspects of their life. Like, wow, if I can do this, I, I can actually achieve a lot more than I thought I could because knocking doors isn't just the physical part. But it's almost more so the mental part and the mental aspect of having that mental toughness to go door to door and get rejected and rejected, but still bring the same energy and the same passion, even though you've had, you know, hours worth of rejection. There's there's just that mental toughness that goes into being successful. Um, And that's not just a a door to door thing, right? That's life. Like all of us have curveballs thrown at us. All of us don't have things end up perfectly every day. So how do we respond to adversity? How do we pick ourselves back up and, and, and keep running again? And, and I think door-to-door sales maybe is kind of a microcosm of, of life you know, in general. If you want to scare somebody, say, hey, let's go knock doors, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's probably right up there with, would you mind getting up on stage for 10 minutes in front of 500 people and 
discussing this topic. Most people run from that, correct? Oh, yeah. No, you you really see, uh, you know, humanity in people, you know, like like I've been on the doors with some very some some of the guests you've had on your your podcast before. I've been on the doors with them and and these energetic, just passionate, like, you know, very type A personalities. They get on the doors and they shrink a little bit and they're not as bold. And, and it's it's a scary environment, literally, to to knock on a door and have no idea who's going to answer what their, you know, past five, 10 hour of experience has been, what mood they're going to be in. It's, it's strictly as um, just bare bones to the ground sales that, that you can get into. And, and to be able to see that the fascinating thing about it is, is, you know, let's say I'm, I'm doing pest control. That's been the majority of my background, even though I've done a lot with other home service industry um, providers and, and industries within home service and other industries in pest control, I think to myself, how fascinating that I can knock on somebody's door that may have never thought about having a pest control company and give me 15 to 20 minutes and I'm getting their credit card and they're, they're signing up for a, you know, an annual contract. And, it, and that's fascinating to me. It's like, you know, how can I do that and repetitively do that and continue to do it and teach other people how to do it? To where it, it just it kind of it's mind blowing to a certain extent that you can take somebody that's never thought about something, give you 15 to 20 good minutes with them. And next thing you know, they're they're signing on the dotted line. So you're actually creating business out of thin air because many of these people weren't interested or even thought of purchasing what you're selling when you come to the door. I do a lot of that on the radio. So, you know, when I'm talking about contractors and so forth to my listening audience, you know, in Orlando or in Las Vegas or in Dallas or Houston or Austin, it's kind of the same thing, but I get to hide behind the microphone. But we're talking to thousands of people who say, oh, yeah, I could use that. And then when the phone rings and we track everything, Lenny, so so when the phone rings, we're like, oh, cool. We actually convinced someone who wasn't thinking about it beforehand to actually engage with us. Yeah. No, it's, it's interesting. And I, and I think for my companies, it's made us better all around when you think of our CSRs, right? Those that are answering the phones. It's like if we've got a team going out creating business out of thin air, as you've said, well, then if people are actually interested and they're calling us, I mean, our closing ratios are so high with our inbound sales uh, team because they're just used to being around people that are generating business out of nothing. So if they've got a warm lead, so to speak, it's like we, we've got to close darn near 100%. I mean, we're in the 90 percentile on, on inbound closing ratios because I, I think there's just a certain expectation when you've gone to that that bottom level, you know, that, that armpit level of, of sales being door-to-door. Armpit level. You know, I'd like to say it's more like like face-to-face combat with bayonets, right? So, so you know, years ago, back when you're fighting like a civil war, you are face-to-face and you are shooting. And when you don't have any more lead, you what? You stab them with the end of your gun. Um, and But, you know, today we can also use drones from another continent and drop bombs on people. So my point is that some people you know, will buy a Google ad and they'll go, okay, I'm selling here. But Lenny's out there knocking on doors and he's got the bayonet in his hands, right? Yeah, and, and it's, it's the nice thing about this is, is, is all, of, all of it works together. I mean, we, in, in my companies, we often talk about the, the legs on the chair, right? If, if we just did door-to-door and we've got one leg on a chair, well, we're kind of at the mercy of, of one thing. And that's not a very steady, stable chair. 
But if we've got a good marketing campaign with some traditional marketing, billboards, radio, TV, we've got our door to door, we've got our SEO, you know, our Google ads, our, you know, all the GMBs and all those things in, in the online world. And then we're doing some some outreach, some inbound outreach, maybe on the phones. I mean, we're, we're trying to stabilize our business to where if we get a leg knocked out from under us, we're, we're still growing. We're still able to, to do what we want to do and to, to achieve the goals that we have. So door to door is not to me. It, it shouldn't be uh, what's relied on is, is the only source of, of generating revenue and, and new business. But it, it should it, it could be and it should be a source because, you know, some of the biggest home service industries out there have some form of, you know, this guerrilla marketing or, or uh, as you said, the, the on the ground, the bayonets and, and you know, utilizing the door to door program. So that's that's definitely something that um, the business owners should, should think about. Like, like I said, it's not it, it shouldn't be the only source and the only uh, revenue stream or revenue generating stream, but it, it could be a very valuable one. Lenny, I'm sure a lot of people are listening saying door to door. Isn't that um, what my grandparents had to deal with when the vacuum sales cleaner would knock on the door or the guy selling siding, the old siding guys? Remember all that? Do people really still go out door to door knocking? Yeah, no, great question. So the interesting thing, I was just speaking at a conference uh, last month. And somebody actually came up and asked me that. They said, now, what, now what is your topic? You know, door-to-door sales, do people still do that? I, I thought that ended with encyclopedias when those went online, you know, and, and what in the world are people selling door-to-door? And, and that's and that's great. You know, I, I don't mind that. And I'm sure a lot of people in the door-to-door world don't mind that, that a lot of people aren't uh, sure what that is or that that's still a thing. But I would say door-to-door, the, the revenue that's being generated door-to-door, and, and most of it is done in a you know in a, on a seasonal basis a, a lot of your high school college aged uh, guys and gals that are out doing this now making a lot of money for you know three four months worth of work and they are generating in large part the majority of the revenue for the companies they're representing and and so it's it's kind of a sprinter's game not not necessarily the marathon of the the year round but most of the door-to-door the summer sales programs out there Boy, they they are increasing. There there is not. I would tell you this, and again, I've been doing this uh, for twenty plus years now. There are there's not a state, and probably not many, you know, decently sized cities within a state that have you know a decent sized population where there's not somebody knocking doors selling something. Uh, whether it's you know, you name the home service industries, right? Whether it's pest control or roofing or it's alarms or solar, somebody's knocking a door in in most any city in the in the United States right now. And obviously up into Canada and the different provinces, I just did a, a consultating, uh, our consultation for a company up in Canada and was knocking doors up there. Same thing's going on up there as well as I'm sure in, in other countries. It's a great way to get in front of the homeowner. You can't miss because chances are if you're selling something for the home or someone who lives in a home, even an encyclopedia, they would need that years ago. Knocking on the door means you're probably going to hit that consumer or their butler. So maybe not go to a mansion. Okay, (laughs) All right. So, you know, chances are you are going to find the head of household. And then there's all kinds of issues, which we won't get into in this podcast. But, you know, are both mom and dad home, especially when the six-year-old answers the door? Oh, yeah, mommy's home, but maybe daddy needs to be here to make the decision as well. So there's all kinds of problems there, too. You want to talk about that briefly? 
Yeah. And I, and I write about that. I believe in my second book a little bit, um, this idea of overcoming there to me, I've kind of broken down the common concerns regardless of, of industry or, you know, whatever somebody's selling uh, door to door, but there are just common concerns. And that's one of the big one. Uh, one of the big ones is, is this idea of, you know, some people call it a one-legger, right? Where you're talking to, to one of the decision makers, but not both of the decision makers. So, and, and as we alluded to earlier, the concept of this is very similar to a concept if you're going B2B. If you're a business walking into a business and you're, you're selling a product or service, well, how do you get in front of that ultimate decision maker? Or are there multiple, multiple ultimate decision makers and how do you get in front of them? It's, very, it's a very similar course uh, in terms of dealing with the spouse issue. And there's some key questions that, that I teach and train on that, that need to be asked to, to find out if you really are speaking to the decision maker or if you're not. But the, the strange and, and fascinating thing about the spousal piece, a lot of it depends on what you're selling, um, what the contract value is of what you're selling. You know, if I, can I sell a, um, you know, a pest control service for six, $700 to, to one, uh, one spouse, probably. Can I sell a $30,000, you know, solar system that they're going to put on their house to, to one spouse? Probably not. But every relationship is a little bit different. So the key to the spousal concern is, is are you asking the right questions to determine if you should be talking to both or if you're just talking to, to the, right, uh, the right person that can make the decision on their own? Yeah, no, that's a good point. So many people, rookies generally, make huge rookie mistakes. They waste their time and they get so excited, right? They knock on the door, or maybe they're doing phone sales or something, right? Telemarketing. And they're like, oh yeah, I spoke to Mrs. Smith and she's, you know, she's going to sign up and she's going to call me back tomorrow with the order. And uh-huh. Yeah. So it's not a sale till you have the signed contract and or money. So I think there are a lot of rookie mistakes, right? People get all excited. Oh yeah. She said for sure she's going to sign up tomorrow. Right. Is that true? Yeah. Is she, is she, yeah. Lenny, is she going to call tomorrow to sign up? Yeah, likely not. And, and again, that's why what, what these key questions do is they kind of flush out if you are talking to the right person. And I always default to talking to both of them. Like I, I would much rather just talk to both because I have wasted so much time over the years. You know, I've been doing this for decades. So I've learned those, those rookie errors where I, you know, I don't even reveal the price typically, unless somebody is adamant that they are the decision maker or, or maybe they're, they're a single parent. Right. And, and so they're, they're the ones that, that are, that, that is making the decision. Um, that's the only time I would reveal, reveal the price. If I don't have both spouses there, then I don't even tell them what the cost is because to me, what's going to happen. It's, it's, it's the, the tale as old as time and door to door, right? You, you have Miss Smith there and you're talking to her and she's super excited about getting a, you know, a new, a new HVAC unit and, you, you know, you go through the whole process and you, you value build the heck out of your, your product and your program and your guarantees and your warranties and everything else. And, you know, you get down to the pricing and you tell her what the price is, but you've built so much value in, in the price. It, it seems reasonable and she can do it. And, hey, we've got financing or we can do it in monthly installments. And she's all excited about it. And then I got to talk to my husband. Well, husband gets home from, you know, Mr. Smith gets home from a long day of work. Um, he's tired. He's grumpy. He's just wanting to watch the game or whatever. And Miss Smith says, well, honey, guess what? This this very nice uh, young lady came to our door knocking doors and she she got us, you know, kind of bid out on a on a great uh, new, new unit, a HVAC unit for us. What is the first question that husband's going to ask? Uh, how much? Why? Yeah. Is he, he's not going to ask, well, what does it do? What are the guarantees? What are the warranties? All he's going to care about is the bottom line. Well, how much does that cost? And 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 
cute Mrs. Smith here, she's not going to go start value building. She's going to say, well, it's $25,000, honey. And he's going to go, nah, we'll be fine with the one we have for another couple years. And then what, what you do in that situation is you're relying on a spouse to sell something to the decision maker or half of the decision maker. Big mistake, and, by and the way. Big mistake. You can't do that. No. You can't do it. it they, don't, they don't have the experience the salesperson is supposed to have. And I, I've learned it over the years. I've seen it not just in my business, but I've seen it in my clients' businesses. You may be a great salesperson, but generally Mrs. Smith isn't and she's not going to be able to convey all of that to Mr. Smith. And you really need to get back in there and meet with both of them. Yep. yep. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Okay. Lenny Gray is my guest today here on Bring On Success. The Door to Door Millionaire is his book. Well, it's one of his books. He's written a couple of different books, both on the same thing. So the second one is basically more in the Door to Door Millionaire. Lenny does consulting work. Who have you helped and how can you help my listeners, Lenny? Yeah, so I've been involved in a lot of businesses in not just the home service world. I mean, in the finance world, the software world, there's a lot that can be learned. Most, most everybody's selling something, right? If you're running a business, you're, you're trying to sell something. I mean, that's, that's how you're increasing revenue uh, in your business is bringing on new clients or raising the price on your existing clients. Obviously, there's, there's other ways to, to, to generate more revenue in your business. But to, to earn more clients, to gain more clients, there's a sales process. And it doesn't matter if it's your inbound, if you're, you're taking calls. Uh, I've trained uh, phone sale companies as well that are, are inbound and outbound uh, sales. And again, my key is I go into an operation and what I'm able to do is, is simplify and break down in easy to teach and easy to learn parts and pieces on how to put together a, whether it's a door-to-door team or a B2B team or an inbound team and, and really to try to increase closing ratios so that, you know, those that are working in that, in that department or that company are increasing their uh, their production because happy employees are you know not just happy because they're making more money but they're also happy with where they work and the people they work with there's a lot that goes into that but certainly a part of that is if they're good at what they do if they're good at what they do it's hard to go somewhere else and so i teach people and employees and sales teams how to be good at what they do so many people think that they're good at what they do they think they're the best You can always get better. That's why I suggest that you continue to self-educate. Lenny can help you out in a lot of ways. If you don't want to go really deep at first, just go online, order his book if you like to read, or if you want to listen, you can go to Audible. You can get the book. It's a great value. I'm telling you, you know, when people spend money on books, Lenny, maybe they're spending $12 or $22, and they're like, gosh, you know, I could have gone out and maybe gotten uh, some burritos. Hmm. <laughs> That's only going to help your waistline get larger. How about making your brain larger? How about, I mean, because I'll tell you, there are so many ways to get million dollar ideas. And that's what I call them. We've all heard about that. So, one thing I like to do, especially if I'm on vacation at a beach location, I'll go for a million dollar walk. People are like, what does that mean? I put on some nice, calming music, sometimes spa music, right? Very calming. I'm watching the ocean, and I'm watching the seagulls, looking at my feet in the sand as I'm walking, and I get all these great ideas. Sometimes I'll listen to a book, and I'll get great ideas. If you're spending $12, $24 on a book, even if you only got a $50,000 idea, 
And I'm talking about over time. I mean, that's not going to be implemented today for today. You know, these are things you can put into play. But honestly, when it comes to the door-to-door millionaire, when it comes to learning how to knock on doors, but not just knocking doors, when it comes to how to deal with people, understanding their brains, how they think, objections, this is a great, great book. I really, really, really encourage it. So like I said, go online, type it in, and you will be able to listen to it. You'll be able to buy the book if you want. Some people like to have it in their hand and dog ear it and put their bookmark in and so forth. But even if you're just mowing the lawn or going for a walk or commuting to work, you should be listening to books. And I strongly recommend The Door-to-Door Millionaire by Lenny Gray. You can also go to www.d2dmillionaire.com. And it's right there on the website. Yeah, that website, my website, LennyGray.com. Uh, yeah, most people, like I said, they're they're looking it up, uh, it up on Amazon or just googling it, and there's plenty of plenty of places to to find the books. No question. As I said earlier in the podcast, Lenny narrates the book, does a fantastic job. It is always great to hear the person who has experienced everything, the one who wrote the book actually speak the words. It is also very entertaining, Lenny. It, I mean, you're quite the comedian in there. Well, I'm an only child, so I'm, that must have something to do with it. I think I was bored growing up, so I must have had a lot of imaginary friends or something. And uh, But no, I mean, that, that's one of the things about knocking doors is and, and just about life, right? You can't take yourself too serious. And when you're knocking doors and you, you know, talk to somebody that opens the door and they just got out on the wrong side of the bed or they're having a miserable day, you can't take it personally. You can't, you know, there's some funny stories I have in there about some interesting encounters, you know, with some people and, um, but it is what it is, right? Like I, it doesn't matter to me. I, we, I always try to teach my, my reps, uh, you know, if somebody comes to the door and they're really quick and they slam the door in your face and, and they, you know, I look at it and go, that's a time saver. Like now we're going to get to the next sale a lot quicker because that person didn't waste our time. That That's never my worry is people being rude or upset to see me. The, the bigger issue uh, that, that I have is, is the, you know, that person that takes 15, 20 minutes of your time and you have them right there. And then they decide, yeah, actually we're not going to go do it. You know, we're, we decided against it. So the, those are the heartbreakers. The, those are the ones that, that are, are more difficult to, to deal with. They're, they're just swallowed than the ones that just, you know, dismiss you really quickly. But, but yeah, I, I don't take myself too serious. I, Again, I, there's a lot more serious things in life than than selling and knocking on doors and and work and business and and that anyways. But it's fun to be good at at, at something, right? It's it's fun to to see improvement and to learn communication skills and how to read people's nonverbals and metaverbals and to dissect somebody and and again turn somebody who maybe never thought of buying a product into into buying something, you know, within minutes uh, of of their time. That's that's fascinating. That's fun to me. Sure. And it's much better to have your girlfriend break up with you than your fiance in the church. Mm, right. Well, I think that's I think that's what you were talking about. Right. The the more yep. they lead you on, the deeper you get, the more committed you get. And we don't want to be desperate salespeople because then we start giving away things and then we get used to giving away things. And then it really goes south. You really need to know when to say no. You might want to close the door actually on the deal. You might say, you know what, Mr. And Mrs. Smith, um, I really can't help you today, but have yourself a great day and then walk down the street. Sure. Sure. Yeah. No, I have this concept in my first book. Um, the, the concept, I did a lot of studying on this idea of Black Friday, that Friday after Thanksgiving. And the way, the, you know, the reason they call it Black Friday is because most businesses operate in the red all year. They're not, you know, haven't made any money. They're losing money. But I thought, I always thought it was fascinating that one day of the year, 
a company goes from being in the red to being in the black. And I thought, wow, why, why does that happen? What, what are the components of that day? What are these businesses doing to, to generate that business? And quite frankly, to have those people that are, you know, sleeping in their parking lot or lining up in the freezing cold. I mean, that was my mom. My mom did that. You know, she, she was a big Black Friday shopper and she'd go, yeah, she'd go stay in the line or get up super early in the morning or whatever. And, and I thought, wow, there's, there's gotta be something that, that, they're doing in those stores that generate that kind of interest. And so what I try to do is bring that idea of Black Friday to somebody's doorstep, right? Where, where there's this, those same components and I teach what those components are in the book, but those same components, and that can be on their doorstep. That can be as you're talking to them on the phone. Uh, that can be as you're interacting with them, you know, in other avenues, there's just, a, there's a lot there that, generates that urgency and why I want that, that product, why I want to save that hundred dollars on that flat screen. Well, it's because of this. And, and if you can generate that in a sales and likely to, to increase your closing ratio and, and that's just a lot more fun. And you're absolutely right. You were singing my song in the door to door millionaire, because what I do is I do something similar, but not knock doors I basically open up the microphone and talk to people who are driving around town. And here's the critical things, guys, that you really need. You have to have a limited amount of the product or service. You have to have a deal that's only available today. And those are the two big ones, by the way, a sense of urgency and scarcity. And then you have to be credible and have a quality product or service. And Lenny talks about this in his book. Yeah, th that, that concept it, it drives action. It, it's what gets people where, you know, we hear oftentimes this idea of FOMO, right? The fear of missing out and, and people don't want to miss out on a good deal. And, and if you've got a good deal and, and you're offering that at a particular place at a particular time, uh, then yeah, the, the idea is that, you know, you can't, you can't service everybody or take care of everybody all the time. You, you can't, you know, necessarily give great discounts to every single person, but you certainly can to those that uh, make it more convenient. And, and, you know, to peel back, back the curtain a little bit, that's what makes door-to-door -door so incredible, especially for businesses that do repeat servicing, because the more you can consolidate your route, right, and you have less drive time, you have less windshield time for your technicians. If I can pull up into a neighborhood and on one street, I can take care of 10 to 15 houses versus driving all over town and taking care of seven to eight houses. Well, I've you know, doubled my, my production just by keeping a more dense route base, uh, route based account um, or account. So that, that's kind of that idea of it's not just, hey, I'm here and I'm offering a discount and this is why I'm offering a discount is just because and it's not really a real discount. No, it actually improves you as a business. It, it improves your efficiencies. It's more cost effective. It's you know, less wear and tear on your vehicles and, and everything else. There's a lot that can be done with efficiencies within a business by consolidating those those routes or, or your technician's day, um, so to speak. Yeah. And it makes it a legitimate offer. So right. um, you want to make it sound legitimate, and sometimes you have to explain why the deal is today. Because we've all heard, you know, this line before: "It's only available today. We're not in your neighborhood tomorrow, but today." And a lot of people are like, "Oh, yeah, this is the line. Um, I'll just call you guys when I'm ready." People won't. You know, it's true. If you've ever been to a timeshare presentation, 
that's something, if you want to learn how to sell, go to a timeshare presentation. And those don't cost you anything for a free sales training unless you sign on the dotted line, which hmm, you might want to think about that twice. They're ruthless. And when you say, well, I'll be back later today, no, you won't. They'll tell you that. I, I had a woman scream at me once. She was trying to sell me, you know, timeshare at a ski resort. Uh, I was there with my wife and, you know, she she was desperate, I guess. No one wants to see that, right, Lenny? No one wants to see a desperate salesperson. And, and it's interesting because, and I, I totally agree. I think in, in my book, I write about how, you know, desperation is just as, as obvious as perspiration. You know, if, if you, you're talking to somebody and they're sweating, you, you can tell, well, desperation comes off as that as well. But the interesting thing to me is there has to be some type of desperation in your urgency to get from door to door or your urgency to reach your daily sales goal or your daily quota, whatever it is. There has to be a desperation in that, but that cannot come across to that customer that you're desperate. It, it almost has to come across as opposite where, hey, if you want to take advantage of the deal, great. But if your next door neighbor does it, that's fine, too. It doesn't matter to me. Um, and, and that it, it's it's such a fine line. But the, but sales reps that can learn that how to speak that language are so much more successful than those that are, yeah, just super desperate, right? Because if people sense that desperation, that's a that's a turnoff, right? That's a negative. Whereas if people feel like, ooh, I don't want to miss out, and yeah, he actually, he or she, they, they don't even act like they care if I do it or not because somebody else is going to do it. Well, wow, I don't want to miss out on that because this is such a good deal that they're willing to, you know, knock my next door neighbor's house and 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 sell it to them. So, yeah, there, there there's an interesting you know, piece of training there uh, for our reps where we talk about this idea of, of desperation. You have to be desperate, you know, to, to reach your goals and to knock the next door, but you can't come across as desperate to, to your clients or your prospective customers. Lenny, that's a great point. Um, you may be desperate in your mind, but you come across cool as a cucumber and you can take it or leave it that's what they have to see. Hey, Lenny, thank you so much for joining me. When I invite you back on, which I'd like to have you back on soon, I want to talk about more of this, which is more door-to-door -door millionaire, the next level training. Can we talk about that soon? Absolutely. Yeah, let's do it. That's yeah, that's that next level of uh, of sales training for those that can conceptualize and and you know take action in the first book and that makes sense to them and they can do that, then yeah, you don't want to miss out on the next one because that's that's even a higher level of training that uh, that is, has taken reps to, to a whole different place. As soon as we wrap up the podcast today, I am going to go to Amazon and I'm going to get more door-to-door -door millionaire. And I'll tell you what's nice about Audible too. Every once in a while, I'll go back and I'll listen to a recording to a book I've listened to before. And I've got a huge library now. And I'll be, of course, listening to more of Lenny Gray of his Door-to-Door -door Millionaire series. Lenny, thank you so much for joining me here on Bring on Success. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jim. Awesome, uh, awesome podcast. Love listening to it and uh, appreciate the time.